0: to our hearts. Give us exactly what we need this morning. Touch us as only you can. Father, I thank you that every heart that's here this morning is a heart that agrees, is a heart that believes. Father, that you are their source, you are their helper. Father, we thank you that you are their way maker. And today, we believe that every heart is good ground, good soil for the word of God. And we thank you for this and we give you all the glory, the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody, agree with that. Say amen. Now, turn with me in your Bibles to Samuel, 1 Samuel, and I want us to look at 17, because I want to to show you an example of of offenses that are actually spoken or are someone speaking offenses. You know where I'm going. I'm talking about David and Goliath, what we're talking about right now. I want you to imagine this. Think about this. Here they are. Now, now, I want you to look on this side. Now, this is not kind of even, so I'm not asking you to, to shift over, but look on the other side of the room. Now, imagine right now, on the other side of this room, here we have only because there's more on this side. On this side. So this is the armies of the Lord. Okay? On this side, you are with Goliath. Okay? I mean, I know you're not very happy about that. And his armies. But what I'm saying is this. Across... Across, said at first it was just insults that were being hurled. At first it was just conversation. At first it was challenges that the giant came out and he challenged the armies of Israel. They were just words, but those words were still offensive words when he began to talk about their God. He began to talk about, who are you? Are you nothing to come out and fight against me? Look with me right here in verse, as you see here together. I want us to look at... Uh, Chapter 17, my page flipped on me, all right? And I want us to be able to to get a good look at this. Um, How about going down to to verse, uh, let's see, 11. Let's go down to verse 11. I want you to see something. Excuse me. Let's go to verse 1. Verse 1, that's good. Verse 1, back up a little bit. It says, now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle. Say battle. And they were gathered at Sokoff. It says, which belongs to Judah. And they, they encamped between Sukkoth and Ezekiel and Ephes and Damien. And then it says this. And Saul, say Saul. And Saul and the men of Israel, that's right, were gathered together. And they encamped in the valley of Elah. And drew up in the battle array against the Philistines. Now notice this. The Philistines stood on the mountainside. You are the Philistines. Where are you standing? On the mountainside. You see that? That's where you are. And the Israels, what, them Israelites, what did they stand? Israel stood on, on, what, on a mountain on the other side with a valley. So there's a valley between them. And notice this. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits span. And it goes on and tells us all about his height and his size. But then notice this. Verse 8. Let's go there. Then, this is, this is Goliath now. He's insulting the armies of Israel. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine that the servants of Saul choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me? If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and I kill him, you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of "of Israel this day. That's an insult. That's an insult. Notice it said here. I mean, read this again. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. So when Saul and all Israel heard these words of, of the Philistine, they were dismayed. Uh-uh, and what else? Greatly afraid. And so I want you to understand about offenses. Let me come down and talk to you a little bit. I want you to understand what, what an offense will do. What offenses do. And so turn with me to Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, verse 10 is really important because we'll begin to see together when Jesus is talking about offense and how it deals with the body of Christ. And offense and holding an offense and dealing with offenses. The enemy has only come to rip you off. Say, rip me off. off. Yeah, rip you off. And so in Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, verse 10, Jesus says, what are the signs of the last days? How many believe that we're living in the last days? I do. I believe we're living in the last days. But he said one of the signs of the last days would be, in fact, that many would be offended. They would be offended. Well, let's take a look. Verse 10, I'll first read from the New King James Version. It says this. And then many will be offended. They will betray one another and will hate one another. You notice Jesus wasn't just talking about the world as a whole, but he's also talking about believers, Christians. The Amplified says this, of verse 10, Matthew 24. And then many will be offended and, and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him whom they ought to trust and obey. So you see, we're talking about believers here. Do you see that? Right? Because it says right here in the Amplified, it says they ought to trust and obey. Then it says, and will stumble. Say stumble. See, and will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. With hatred. That's what offense does. When, when, when we're offended. But here's, I got good news. Are you ready? The good news is you and I have been given the ability to overcome offense. Praise God. We've been given ability by God's word and the power that's in His word and the authority that God has given every believer to overcome offense. Yeah, offense will come, but we can overcome it. Now, let me give you a description of what offense is. It's simply this. It's a violation, a breach of a law, custom, rule, etc. It's a lack of politeness, to say the least, right? (laughs) Or a failure to show regard for others. So when someone fails to show regard, say regard, when they fail to show regard for you, guess what? Now what happens sometimes is we can take offense. Uh Uh-oh. We can take offense. Now let's go on. And it says this, and then here's what happens. What's the result? Wounding the feelings of others. Do you know when we're offended that our feelings are wounded? We're wounded. And it's hard to, to win a brother who's been offended, the Bible says. It's hard to win them, but the thing is is that we have to learn that that whether we're on this side of offense, meaning that we've offended someone, or we're on the other side of offense that we have been offended, that we can overcome. I said you can overcome all the time. And and here's what happens when I said this about, the reason I gave you, I wanted you to see, right here is this valley, because many believers, imagine the battle being arrayed. Here's the Philistines, here's the army of Israel, and there's this valley in between. But I want to say to you, that, that valley when David stood up. When David said, listen, you're defying my God. And he went to the battle. He went to Goliath. You know what? That was victory on the horizon. And when he defeated the enemy, guess what? Then the armies of Israel came out and that valley that they were, listen, hiding on the other side turned into a valley of victory for them. So what am I saying? That many believers... When they deal with offense, they're paralyzed and they're standing looking at the valley of victory but unable to get there because, guess what? Because they're holding on to offense. They're holding on to offense. Not knowing that they're so close, so close to their victory but rather choose to be offended. But rather choose to have our feelings hurt. But that's not a place where God wants you and I to be. That's not a place where he wants us to live. Everybody say live. Not at all. So you say, okay, well, then how does offense begin? Can I tell you how an offense or someone who's offended begins? It begins as a thought. As simple as a thought. And then that thought, guess what, turns into a seed. And so what happens, if any of you have ever planted anything in the earth, you understand that once you plant a seed, then it begins to grow. So here comes a thought. Somebody says, I don't like you. What are some things people can say that would offend people? Help me out, anybody. What, what are some things they could say? They could talk about your family. What else? Talk about you? Help me out. What are some things that maybe someone said about you? No, don't do that. Come on, help me out. What are some, what, help me out. This is participation time, okay? What are some things, y'all have never been offended? No, of course, you don't want to say that. You have never offended anybody, so you don't want to say that. Okay, let's, let's talk about other people. We're not talking about you. Okay, so, okay, let's clarify that. So what are some things you think people would get offended over? Children, oh, don't, you know, you can, how about this, you can mess with me. Come on now, but what? Don't mess with my, mm, okay, what happened? We get offended. What else? Say that again? Clothes, that's right, how you look. The clothes, the look. So people are talking about the way you look, and then all of a sudden we take offense. All right, come on, this is important. All right, what else? Don't speak to you. Wow, so here we have people that walk right past you. I cannot believe that she or he just walked right past me. Didn't they, didn't they see me? Yeah. Who do they think they are? Uh-oh, see, it starts with what? A thought, a thought. So you see where I'm going? But then what happens is that thought lingers and lingers till it gets to the point it becomes a seed. And then that seed is planted. And when those seeds are planted, guess where they're planted? They're planted in our minds. So you say, how do you know that? Because every time you see that person going forward, whoo, come on now, <laughs> thoughts start coming up, don't they? So where would that come from? Do you see what I'm saying? That's a fence, and that's a seed. And, and listen, God has delivered us from that and doesn't want us to be offended, but these are the last days where well, many will be offended many will be go with me over to second corinthians chapter 10 because now we have to ask ourselves then what do we do how how do we how do we battle against these thoughts how do we deal with this and i will say that we have to uproot those thoughts say uproot we have to uproot those thoughts. When that seed gets planted and those seeds of offense are getting planted and those thoughts are, are mounting and building and building in your mind, you and I, we have to uproot them and pull them out. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Okay, I hold on to it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, New Living Translation. And notice what it says right here, beginning in verse 3. New Living says this, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. Do you see that? Then it goes on and says, and to destroy false arguments. Verse 5, now this is important. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. But here's what you and I have to do. We capture the rebellious thoughts. Say thoughts. We capture those rebellious thoughts and listen, and teach them to obey Christ. You and I have to capture those thoughts. We can't allow those thoughts of offense to linger and linger and linger. Because what they end up doing is hindering you from doing the plan of God, listen, for your life. It cuts you short. You see? And then what happens, the enemy loves it. And he just goes around and says, See, they're supposed to be believers. They're supposed to be Christians. Listen. And then just stirs the pot, just stirs up things. And then we get our feelings hurt. Now, in the world, they'll say something like this. Maybe you've heard this man, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard that before? Right. What, what is that saying? Now, I may have said something to you, but what are they trying to say? Don't get so emotional. How about this? Get over it. Yeah. Wow. But if we talk to believers that way, woo, mercy. Folks, it's falling out with everybody. I Are mean, you Listen, but we have to get over it. Can I tell you this? We have to get over it, but it's how we get over it. It's how we deal with it, but we have to get over it because when I see my brother and sister in Christ, whether, whether there's something that went wrong, this is my heart's desire. Listen to my heart. Whether I've done something where I've offended someone or they offended me and I see them, my heart's desire is I'm not going to run away from you. If I've asked you for forgiveness, come on, somebody, and you've told me all is good. Isn't, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then guess what? Why should when I see you all of a sudden acting like act like I still have an offense? Either I've forgiven or what? I've not. So why should I walk in the grocery store and I'm saying hello to everybody else and I see you and I go, hmm, and I go this way. Uh-oh, did I let the offense go? But you know what? I'm hurting myself more so than I'm hurting that person. Because when somebody forgives you and they genuinely forgives you, guess what? Guess what? They should go on with their life and say, I've forgiven you regardless of what you've done. You see? I forgive you. And, and sometimes what happens in life and dealing with holding on to offenses because we're thinking people or we we don't forgive. We have unforgiveness in us. But when we have unforgiveness in us, I've told people many times and heard this before, and it's quite comical. But it's kind of like saying, and I said this earlier uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, it's kind of like taking a bottle of Drano and you drink, you drink the bottle of Drano, but you're waiting for that person to die. <laughs> you know, you're waiting for them to fall over. But listen, you're the one that have taken and drunk the bottle of Drano. See, not understanding. So what am I saying? Offense hurts you. It doesn't just hurt them. Yes, somebody may offend you, but if we hold on to that offense, it hurts you. You know what? Slowly but surely, it's like weeds that get involved in your life and begin to choke the very promises of God out of your life. It begins to hinder you from accomplishing your dreams and your goals, all because this. Now, come on. Sometimes people say, man, every time, everywhere I go, it's almost every thought I think. And when I'm laying down and I get up, I think about that person who hurt me. I think about that person who did this to me. Am I right about it? That's offense. That's offense. But let me give you four things, four ways. I think four, four, four ways seeds of offense get sown into us. And you've hit some of them. Here's number one. Listen. What others said to us, that's number one. And some people have, and listen to this, what I mean is this, this, all some people have ever heard in their lives were cutting and abrasive words. Offense. You're never gonna amount to anything. Who do you think you are anyways? Come on now. We don't like your kind around here. Uh Uh-oh, are you listening to me? You see, these are words and you take offense. You see. Let me go on. Number two. This is four ways seeds of offense get sown into us. Our minds. Number two. What others did not say to us. Uh-oh. What they did not say to us. So what was the first one? What others say to us. The second one is what others did not say to us. What do you mean? It says, listen, you could be offended because you don't feel appreciated. Uh-oh. Am I preaching in the right church this morning? Okay. You see, what happens is what others don't say, or this way, no one, no one ever says thank you or compliments you. Do you know we could take an offense to that? And this is why we should always encourage each other. This is why we should always say, what? Thank you. This is why we should always say we appreciate you. But there's a tendency, let me tell you, because the enemy wants to stir up strife and try to cause strife in the body of Christ. And those seeds get sown, and we've got to choke those. Listen, you've got to choke them. You've got to say, no, you speak death to those seeds so they don't have life in your mind and try to grow and cause strife and separate. Listen, it's even separated families. Separated families that don't even speak to each other today because of something that happened. Oh, you know what? Can I be honest with you? One of the worst things, and it's so sad, one of the worst things when, when one of a family members passes away. I don't know if you've ever been there before. And then all of a sudden, the family gets together, and now they're trying to divide up everything that that person had. Sometimes it is, it is okay. It's, 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 it's okay. But sometimes it is a mess. And then they get offended. And their family, instead of encouraging one another, they stop speaking to one another and haven't heard from each other in years. Now, we know that is not God. And I'm talking believers, folks. I'm not talking about the world. And feel like we have a right. Wow. Let's say number three. Are you ready? Number three is this. What was number one? I said what others said to us. Number two, what others did not say to us. Here's number three, what others did to us. I'm offended because of what you did to me. How about this? Negative actions or, or negative reactions. It's acts of selfishness. and huma- Listen, when you're humiliated. How many, maybe you've never been, but I know I have been. You, you've been somewhere and, and someone just, they're just acting a fool, for lack of better terms, and they say something or do something to humiliate you. You see, and we could take offense. Listen, I'm telling you, I have. And I'm saying, Lord, I know this is not right. I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me to deal with this. So when I see that person, I don't hate that person. When I see that person, I don't get in the flesh, and I want to knock them out. Come on now. now. Am I talking to you? So you see, because what's going to happen, the enemy will try to cause that to take place. There's nothing worse. I'm telling you, I've been in funerals. I mean, just weddings and funerals. Usually you don't see people fighting at weddings unless they're drunk. You understand what I'm saying? But at funerals, people be fighting. I mean, you know, it's like what happened? When everybody goes down to the kitchen, when everybody goes down to get the food, all of a sudden somebody said something. I'm telling you. You know, and next thing you know, people are fighting. You got to separate people. You come down, like, what's going on? They're fighting because so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. That's my family. Oh, man. Come on, people. That's the body of Christ. You no, know, I may not agree with you, but we can learn to appreciate one another. Yeah, yeah you know, I may think that you stole all the money. No. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not, listen, I'm, that's between you and God. Hello. Because I'm just coming up with reasons that people would be thinking. Okay, okay. Y'all with me? Y'all with me this morning? Can I talk to you? Here's number four. Listen. How about this? What people didn't do for us. Wow. You didn't do this for me. Hmm. You didn't do this for me. A favor, assistance, you see. And because you didn't do this for me, I'm mad at you. Because you didn't do this for me, guess what? I don't want to speak to you. Okay, so those are the four ways. But let me tell you what this is. Can I tell you what's happening? And that when you and I, because we're going to bring it home, when you and I hold on to a fence and that seed gets planted, that seed develops into a root. It's a root of bitterness. And what is so bad is people don't realize that 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 seed grows and that root gets established. How many knows that when a root gets established and a tree is planted, man, it's hard to pull that thing up? It's a root. Now, go with me to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 let's look together at verses 30 uh, 33 to 35 now and then when you go there hold your place because I want you to go to James and I do apologize let's go to James first James chapter 3 we're talking about a root of bitterness when a root is in you yes it can be it can be listen I mean pulled up but, but spiritually speaking, it, we have to get into the word of God. We have to pray. We have to believe God and trust God that that seed of, and that root of bitterness will be pulled up. Say pulled up. Yeah. Now, let's look at verse 14, and we're going to look at verses through 16, 14 through 16. Well, we can actually go 13. And we find ourselves reading in James chapter 3. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom, 14. But if you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual. Notice what it says here, demonic. Wow. It says it's demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. So think about this. When bitterness and strife and self-seeking, I mean, raises this ugly head up, that's demonic. That's demonic. And see, that's what I'm saying for believers that we have to know this, that there's no excuse. We do not have an excuse. What we need to do is ask God for mercy and to forgive us for the ways and our attitudes. And if, we, if we're holding offense, I mean, with anybody, we've got to let it go. Everybody say, let it go. Because what we don't realize by not letting it go, you may feel like, yeah, I'm holding on to this, but you know what? But it's selfish. That's selfishness. Because what you're doing is is you're ripping yourself off from the plans and purposes that God has prepared for your life. And you'll never step into it. Never. Everybody say never. Never. I mean, you can try to wait it out all you want to, but you'll never step into the plan that God truly has for your life if we're walking in in an offense and bitterness. The Bible calls it demonic. It is demonic. Well, let's go on. Let's look at Matthew. Now flip back to Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 through 35. I mean, why would we want to have something or anything to do with something that is demonic? Are you with me? See, and this is why we need to have our eyes open to the truth. Lord, what do you say about this? I know how I feel about it. I know what others have said about it, but what does your word say about it? And it's clear right here as we read in James, but let's continue, okay? Because there's weeds that grow, and then what happens is it it, it develops into a fruit. You know what that fruit is? So here's what I said. How does it start? How does the fence start? It starts with what? A thought. That thought turns into a seed. seed. That seed turns into a root. It's a root. Now listen, and that root produces fruit on that. And you know what that is? Resentment. Wow. Resentment. Man, that's, that's, resentment is cold. It's calculated. Resentment is on purpose. I resent you. Man, those are harsh words. But let's go on and see what Jesus had to say. As we look at this again, 33 through 35. We're at chapter 12. And and let's look at this together. This is talking about fruit, a tree. Now notice, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known, what? By its fruit. Do you see that? Okay. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35. Notice this. A good man, though, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth, what? Good things and and listen and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what evil things. So we're talking about offense starts with first a thought, second it's a seed. That seed then, as it grows, listen, I mean, develops into a root, and that root goes deep, and that root then, of course, in that seed, and it grows into having a tree having fruit, and that fruit is resentment. When we resent people. Wow. I mean, that's sad. Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. And, and if you if you ever find yourself on either side of offense, I encourage you and let you know that you can receive the victory. Praise God, because you don't have to stay there. Hallelujah. There's good news. We don't have to stay there, but we have to be willing, willing to say, OK, Lord, deal with me. Here's my heart. Forgive me. I forgive my brother. I forgive my sister. I forgive the one who has offended me. I let it go. Oh, say that with me. Say, let it go. Let it go. go. Wow. Because I'm telling you, it's choking out your destiny. It's choking your future. It's choking your purpose. Well, Hebrews 12. Let's look together at verse 15. Are you there? Verse 15 simply says this. Simply put. Looking carefully, it says, looking carefully. Let's start with verse 14. Pursue peace with all people. Whew, man, isn't that the truth? See, because, because if I have offense towards anyone, guess what? I'm not seeking peace. So you see what's happening here. I'm giving you scriptures. I'm giving you truth. I'm giving you the word as a remedy for you and I to walk in victory, to walk in victory here, to make sure that we overcome. Everybody say overcome. Now notice what it says here as we begin reading and I said uh, verse 15 uh, of Hebrews 12 but what I want us to do is looking together and just get a hold I mean just, this is so powerful in the truth of God's word. So, say say God, God work in my heart. Work in my heart. Here we go. Pursue peace with all people and holiness with. it says without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Now hold on. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause what? Trouble. And by this many become defiled. Wow. By this many become what? Defiled. It's a root of bitterness. And I tell you that this is how the enemy is trying to destroy churches. This is how the enemy is trying to destroy families. This is how the enemy is trying to destroy you. Oh, it just starts as a thought. And we're like, hey, you know, well, it's not a big deal, but yeah, but you know what, this is what they did to me. Well, you know what, the Bible says if a person has evil in their heart, then guess what's going to come out? Evil. Evil, evil speaking and evil, evil sayings. But if they have goodness in their heart, Come on, somebody. Then what's going to come out? Man, good sayings, goodness is going to come out. And so what we have to do is make sure that we're not one of them. Let me, let me just give you a few more things, and I'm going to let you go. Now, listen, how is this displayed? How do we see it? How do we recognize offense? Well, it's what you say. It's what you say. It's what people say. All the time, we can pick up on it. You know, people who are dealing with offense or are under a spirit of offense are usually what? They're usually critical. Come on now. They're usually critical or they're aggressive. You know, and and they're always wanting to, and this this is one, they're always wanting to judge people. Now, I tell you this so that you know. Maybe you know someone. Maybe you're dealing with offense right now. Maybe someone is holding you, trying to hold you, you see, captive because they're mad at you. Because you didn't do what they wanted you to do. You didn't do what they wanted you to do. You didn't give them what they wanted you to give them. Or maybe because you didn't say a kind word on yesterday when you passed by. Maybe you didn't see them. Maybe because, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. All these different things. But understand this is what you say. People who are usually under a spirit of offense. That means they're walking in offense are critical. They're constantly putting people down. They're constantly telling people you're no good. And what's happened is they've been offended. And so you have to learn. Let's learn this. When people are attacking you, you know this, hurting people hurt others. And so let's not just easily jump to conclusions because somebody may say something bad about you. You know what? Let them say that all all they want. You know who you are in Christ. You know that God is in you. and You know that greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You know this. We know this. So don't buy into it. Don't give yourself to it. Just believe God and what God has said in his word. Can you say amen? Here's another one. It's how it's displayed. It's what you do. So it's not only what people say, but it's also what they do. Let me explain. That people who are controlled under, we would say, uh, by a spirit of offense, what they normally do, and it's as plainly put, you begin to see works of the flesh, works of the flesh, works of the flesh. Now, in Galatians, Paul really points these things out. Because in Galatians, if you, I if you, you don't have to turn there now, but I want you to see, because you've got Galatians chapter 5, you've got Galatians, you know, chapter 6 and all that. But I want you to understand, when you go back and look at this, Galatians chapter 5, you begin to see that Paul is talking to the church, the believers. Hello, somebody. Who is he talking to again? Believers. And he talks about not only, see, when we think about Galatians chapter 5, we immediately go to what? We talk, start talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Am I right about it? We go fruits, 5, 6, we talk about, oh, fruits of the Spirit. But also, what he's talking about here, you know what? There are 17 things as, that are called works of the flesh. 17 things. And there are 9 things that are called fruit of the Spirit. So I want you to study that on your own. Now, let me say a few other things. Notice this, that always flesh and spirit will constantly be in conflict with one another. Constantly. Our flesh and our spirit will constantly be in conflict, regardless, I mean, from now until you leave this earth. It's going to be in conflict because they're at war with one another. All right? The flesh wants to do this. The spirit wants to do this. Now, let me give you a few things as we begin to look, let's look together at, at Luke chapter 17. I'm going to give you a few more things and I'm going to let you go, okay? What offenses are represented in our lives? Wow. What offenses represent, are represented in our lives? Luke chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Turn there with me. And I, I'm going to read this and I want you to see uh, when we talked about this. Now let's go ahead and recap a little bit. How does offense start? It starts with what? A thought. Secondly, that thought... Is what? A seed. a seed. And that seed then begins to grow, and as that seed begins to grow, it, it develops into a what? A root of bitterness. And that root of bitterness, as it begins to grow, and imagine it being a tree, has fruit. And the fruit on that tree is what? Resentment. Resentment. Luke 17. Luke 17, 1 and 2 said this. Jesus is speaking. He said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks offenses if you will come but woe to him through whom they come it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea then he would cause one of these little ones to stumble oh wait a minute so we see here the greek word is translated here dealing with with offense is really a stumbling block when we become an offense or someone is an offense, we are what? A stumbling block. I don't want to be a stumbling block. How about you? No. And so it goes on and says in verse, you know, and continues to see this, and, and, and regardless, and, and, and really, when you begin to understand the Greek word for this, it, let me give you this if you're taking notes, Okay it is called scandalon scandalon and it's spelled and you can how you want to pronounce but s k a n d a l o n do you know where we get the it gets the root word from that root word i get from that it's called scandal scandal now it means offense see scandal means offense it means stumbling block or occasions to fall i'm just giving you some information to help you out so when we're offended guess what? The door is open for us to stumble. Do you see where I'm going? When you hold on to your offense, don't hold on to fence, because then a door will open for you and I to stumble and we become a stumbling block. Wow. It's like this here. Here's an illustration. It's like how many have ever, I don't know if you've ever trapped animals or anything like this, but it's a trap. An offense is a trap. I want you to see an offense as a trap, and it's just like this. If you've ever tried to, to catch, you know, you know, a rabbit or or catch something, you know, that's maybe if you're growing vegetables and stuff in your yard, and, and man, they're going in there eating all your, your vegetables up and stuff like that. And it's just really simple. It's like getting a box. You know, you get a little box, you get a little stick, right? And and, and what happens? Anybody ever done that before? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is when you do that, it leans on it, but then on the inside you have food. But as you have food, you also have there's a stick that that if that whatever that critter is going in there and hits, gets that food and hits that stick, guess what happens? Boom, the box drops, and it's trapped. A fence is a trap. It is a trap. And it's a trap by the enemy. And he's doing that to many, many believers. Trapping them. Making things look like Oh, this is so wonderful. This is great. Or you have a right. They've offended you. And we walk right into that trap. And then all of a sudden, everything comes crashing down on us. And we're wondering, how did we get here? You see, because we've taken the bait of Satan. We've taken the bait. And and I'm telling you, but even though that has happened, praise God, there's hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though that's happened, praise God. There, there's hope. There's deliverance. All we have, there's victory, and all we have to do is turn it over to the Lord. Say, turn it over to the Lord. Amen. I'm gonna give you one more illustration. And I'm gonna let you go. This is my second close, I think. It's really my first, I think. How many have ever seen in a circus? And this is a trap, because see, I want you, this. Is what I want you to write down. If you haven't written anything down, that offense, taking offense is a trap and is it is the bait of satan now in circus you know here we got these i don't know how much how much does elephants weigh anybody i mean tons i don't know what tons okay and what amazes me is this they condition the elephant when it's a baby elephant and they put a chain around its ankle and tie this chain to a post And when they tie it to a post, what happens is when the the baby elephant tries to get away, guess what? It can't. And so it just stays put. And this goes on. And this goes on. But then what happens is as it gets bigger and bigger, guess what? That chain is still around their ankle. And now they are big, they are strong, they are powerful. But if you ever go to a circus, there's a stake that's in the ground. Boom. And the ankle, this brace is around it, and this chain is, trying, is holding them. But do you know that that elephant is strong enough to pull that out of the ground, but doesn't? And do you know why? Because when they were young, it started, and it was a trap. And now, as big as they are, when they start going and they pull against that chain, and it tightens up, guess what? They go right back. It's amazing what a fence does. It's amazing what traps do. And the enemy comes to trap every one of us. And I will tell you the reason why he wants to trap you is because he doesn't want you to fulfill your God-given destiny. He doesn't want you to do that. And so what we're going to do is continue next week. I want to talk a little bit more. I'm going to give you two other areas to help you because if if this has not been an an increase, if you will, or I have not seen it on the rise in the body of Christ, now hear my heart. Don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But I've talked to several people and, and meet in fellowship with, with men of God and, and, and those who are here in, in, in Gainesville and other people. And let me tell you this, and there are people that are just hurt. They're, they're hurt, they're walking, they're hurt and they're wounded. And a lot of it, some of it, yeah, the person, it was their fault, the other person. But do you know what? There, there's some of them that it wasn't their fault. They took offense. Things didn't happen in their time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody says something to them about the way they look. I've heard that. Somebody said something to them, words trying to define them. Don't you allow anybody ever to define you. Ever. Don't you allow anybody ever to determine your destiny. God is the only one who defines you and will determine your destiny. With every head bow. And every, listen, every eye closed, I want to speak to you this morning. I want to just talk to you briefly and pray for you because this is a thing that.